Welcome to episode nine of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Stephen, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. It's good to be here. I'm very happy to be here. Very. Very. You have no idea. You So, you know, another week has gone by and Donald Trump's America. And um, I feel a lot more secure, don't you? Well, you know, every day... There's some soul-crushing news that emerges from Trump Tower. So I don't know if it's secure or secure in the fact that we are all going to hell in a handbasket extremely quickly. I mean, let's review for a second some of these stellar appointments. What's that guy from Oklahoma, Scott Pruitt? What's the deal with that guy? Uh, He's going to be the, he, the the administrator of the EPA. He, well, doesn't he? Didn't he sue the Environmental Protection Agency <laughs> as the Oklahoma Attorney General? I think that's the only thing he thing he did was sue the EPA. Here's the thing, though: How do you put somebody like that in charge of the Environmental Protection Agency? Somebody who doesn't believe that the environment needs protecting? <laughs> Shocking! Shocking! No, 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 seriously, like he is putting all of these people in these positions to control government agencies that don't believe that the government should be controlling Right. I mean, it, it's basically an effort to kind of put these agencies out of business. Um, you know, and there's some precedent for this. I mean, Ronald Reagan appointed people to the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Another stellar Trump appointment this week, Dr. Ben Carson, so, who has no experience with housing. As far as I can see, the somebody on either Trump or on his team thought, Okay, housing and urban development. Well, Ben Carson's black. Why don't we well, give, give it to the brother? Why don't we give, give it to him the brother? The exactly, exactly. But it has no other qualifications. But like I was saying, Reagan's appointments to to HUD, as they call it in Washington, it, were people who had no interest in the mission. Um, and I think it's basically the same thing with with Ben Carson. It's the same thing with Scott Pruitt, this guy who is in the pocket of the Koch brothers who have funded his campaigns. He's very pro-hydrocarbon industry. I mean, look, Oklahoma is ground zero for oil and, and oil production and, and fracking. I mean, Oklahoma has all those earthquakes right, because right. of all the fracking that all goes the on there. All the earthquakes that have been in recent years. But that's not connected. No, you has can't nothing prove to do with it. You can't prove it. Can't it's prove unsettled. It. The science that's is true. unsettled. That's true. It's There's just that. a theory. I hate it when people say it's just a theory. It just goes to show they have no idea what a theory is. Yeah. Either theories are strong and can explain a lot, or they're weak and they don't explain something. Well, this goes to just back, fucking crazy. This goes back to the fact that we're living in a, we're we're in a fact-free society. The re, facts don't matter anymore, and the only thing that matters is that my opinion is just as valid as yours. Right. And it's validated by any number of online news, alleged news outlets that only I agree, the only I agree with and I don't agree with anything else. And therefore, ipso facto, it's just as valid as yours. And I think, though, we're all to a certain extent guilty of reading the things that we want to read and believing the things that we want to believe. However, the things that I read are The New York Times the Washington Post, uh, the Los Angeles Times, and, you know, the New Yorker, the Atlantic. You, I read you clearly actual, hate freedom. Yeah, I do hate you freedom. You hate freedom. Well, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm that a left-wing. liberal, yeah. left-wing, Elite, anti-American, anti-Semitic yeah. oh. echo chamber that you live in. That's true. You know? But 
so so when I read those things, yeah, I people say, well, those things, you know, the New York Times is bullshit, right? Because it's just as valid as Breitbart or as you know <laughs> Newsmax or anything right. else with the Max at the end and the news <laughs> in the beginning. Right? Isn't it it sounds newsy and it sounds truthy. So is is Maxim a good news source? Oh, it's a good source. It's a good source. <laughs> Source of what? <laughs> but I, I like get, Maxim. Well, come on, come on, come on. There, what? Who doesn't? <laughs> I'm sure there are people who don't, but it does objectify women. So I, all right, I have we to, don't like I it. I have to distance myself. Okay, from that all right, publicly, right? Oh well, leaves it brings us to uh, the, the the guy designated to be the secretary of of labor. The guy from the he owns Carl's oh Jr. and and Hardee's. All those Carl's Jr. commercials that, I mean, are just big booby women eating burgers. Gross. He said, and when he was criticized, he said, oh, I like our commercials. Yeah, of course he does. He's he clearly also, a Maxim reader. He also, no, I, I you don't, don't think? think so. I think he's more of an online porn. <laughs> just like pic, he's a picture guy because uh, the words are probably too long for him. But he, I've... I have a question about right. Hardee's and um, Carl Jr.'s. Right. It's the same company, right? Right. Why don't they just consolidate the uh, the brand? I don't know. Maybe there's maybe in certain places of the country, yeah. Hardee's is Hardee's and Carl's I know, Jr. Is Carl's, and like, never the two shall meet. But since we don't have either one of them here in New York, right. it's very confusing. Do you me. know that I remember when I was living in Cairo when Hardee's opened in Zamalek, which is this neighborhood of Cairo, and it were like news trucks and lines. What year is this? Nineteen ninety nine, or maybe it was early two thousand. There was waiters. There was table deal. service. Oh my god, it was huge. Hardee's, and I kept saying, "God, when was the last time I saw a Hardee's in the United States? It's like second rate crap." Well, they don't have it here. There's there's no Hardee's in this part of the country. I think there's a Carl's Jr. somewhere in Maryland on the way from D.C. to the beach. Gross. 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 And now okay. the guy's the Secretary of Labor. Makes sense. He also doesn't believe that we should be raising the minimum wage. No, so definitely he's, not. He's it's going to hurt business, especially his business. So all of the people who voted for Trump because he was going to help them and their economic situation, I yeah. don't see any evidence based on his appointees that this is really going to happen in the way that they envision it. You mean all those people from Goldman Sachs? I mean, at this point, he might as well appoint Hillary Clinton something. I mean, she spent a lot of time in Goldman Sachs. Well, that's true. <laughs> right. She was. A, I don't know if she had a salaried position, but she certainly did pull down the salary. Enough, right? She got paid. She got paid. She got paid. She qualifies her. She can do something. I mean, Jeez. this whole situation is a freaking nightmare. But the biggest nightmare is now that the CIA is saying that Russia was actively involved in trying to influence the outcome of our elections. Yes. So. so there's that, and and it doesn't seem to me like anybody gives a shit. <laughs> That's exactly right. The people don't give a shit. I mean, I think, I think Democrats give a shit. I think because quite obviously they lost the election and they need to blame somebody. But let's let's think about this for a second. Let's kind of pull this one apart. Yeah. Let's assume one that Vladimir Putin did seek to influence the outcome of the election. Right. I don't think it's because he was like, yeah, Donald Trump, he's my buddy. I can work with him. 
Vladimir Putin is an adversary of the United States. If he was influencing the election in favor of Donald Trump, he believes that Donald Trump makes the United States weaker right. than Hillary Clinton. Right. I don't think this registers with people. I mean, I think it registers with people like us Some and, and others and people but, who haven't lost their minds. But, but I mean, the Republicans, Republicans traditionally are the, part, the patriotic party. Right. They're the nationalistic party. They're the, the strong... Whatever you want to call it, militaristic, you know, let's have the strong military. We need to project power all over the world. We need to defend our interests. How do they justify what's happening by, and as you call, as you said, Russia is an adversary of ours, and they support Trump because they know that this will serve their interests. How? Because we are going to be weaker. It's amazing. So they influence our election. They hack into our computer systems and influence the election. Where's the FBI? <laughs> looking at Hillary's emails, emails, looking at Carlos Danger's emails. Why did Comey not come out and say anything about this? Because these guys are out. Because they're all in the bag. They're all in the bag. They're all in the bag. But wait a second. Could we, could we just step back for one second? The craziest thing I saw all week. The absolute craziest thing I saw all week was Dana Rohrabacher, Republican congressman from California. I think he was on like Wall Street Journal TV, whatever it is, or Bloomberg. And he was being questioned by a reporter about this issue of Russian hacking and stuff. And he got into an argument. And the woman said to him, she said, do you not believe that the Russians violate human rights? Do you not believe that the Russians tried to influence the election? This is a guy, Dana Rohrabacher, was a speechwriter for Ronald Reagan. Yeah. In, 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 and he's defending the Russians. You have no proof of this. This is. How do you explain that? This is. We are really through the looking glass now when you have conservative Republicans, people who, who suckled the teat of Ronald Reagan, well, defending Vladimir Putin, a KGB agent who believes the worst day of his life was. The best day of their, their the best day of their lives was the worst day for Vladimir Putin's life. The day the Soviet Union ended. Dana Rohrabacher right. was dancing on the grave of the Soviet Union. Now he's defending Vladimir Putin, the last KGB. How does he justify that? Who the does, fuck does he say like, knows? no, we need to take care of our own country. We need to look inward. No, now. he's just saying no, it's not true. Russians, you know, that's it's not true. How? Let what me ask is you. Fucking crazy. This country is. People are losing their minds. But you know what? I where is the outrage? Where's the outrage? Right here. Okay. Right here. On the online corner. Okay. Once we're, again, we are articulating exactly. what Americans feel. Okay, look to, but we got to do the something. Corner. But we got to do something. Something that, I mean, we can't right. just say, well, like, hey. There's a lot, There's a lot. I think, that um, as a result, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure within the Congress from the Democrats and from other places, from the intel community. Yeah, but of course now Trump has already discredited the intel community right. by saying, CIA, they got the Iraq war wrong. Right, exactly. What, what do they know? Well, listen to how crazy it is. The people around Trump are willing to believe the allegations in Pizzagate, but they're not willing to believe it when right. 17 U.S. intelligence agencies collectively come to the conclusion that the Russians were trying to influence the outcome of our life. That's right, because they have have created a situation where nobody believes anything anymore. So when you hear this, you're like, well, of course, that serves the CIA's interest, so they're going to push that story, even though they know it's bullshit. Really? So Pizzagate, 
Well, we got to look into that because Hillary Clinton is a monster. Right. And someone's going to get killed. That guy showed up. A guy showed up from North Carolina. North Carolina, by the way, a rogue state. Yeah. A rogue state. There are a couple of rogue states out there. And guy shows up from North Carolina to self-investigate allegations that Hillary Clinton and John Podesta were running a child sex ring in the basement of Comet Pizza and Ping Pong in Upper Northwest D.C. Could this get any fucking crazy to the point of diabolically crazy he was self-investigating he should self-deport with a gun with a gun i'm i'm with here an to, a, did he have an ar-15 i don't know what kind of gun Fuck, he had i think I'm everybody not, in North Carolina really has an AR-15. yeah but i've come to investigate and i brought my firearm <laughs> with me because that's how i investigate things. there's sheriffs in town i deputize myself sheriff sherlock Jesus. holmes didn't carry a gun when he was investigating Fuck, no but this is all you know I feel like the media, again, I've said this before, the media is totally to blame for this because there are so many batshit crazy things going on that we're just running from one to the next. Nobody is investigating any of these. Nobody is saying, wait a minute. Let's focus on Russia. We're not going to let go of this Russia thing until... Right. Until we they were too interested in, in Hillary no. Clinton's emails. But there, it's not even that. It's Trump's like, plane from place. These are not important <clears throat> stories. We're just looking at the, the next shiny thing that gets in our in our view. Because that we have no attention span. Right. Nobody cares. There's so... And you, again, I think there's just too much media. I think there's too much information. It used to be... Think about when we were kids. Dig up Walter Cronkite, man. When we were kids, there were... What? Three national networks, right. a few local channels, and public television. Right. You, there was your local newspaper, and a couple. Were, I mean, New York had a bunch. Well, right. Yeah, there were a few. Don't local, forget WPIX, home of the Yankees. I love WPIX. Yeah, WPIX. I, yeah, loved I was it. also a big um, Channel Five kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was um, WNYW. Was yeah, that yeah that's what it was called. Right. That Brady Bunch, oh, Gilligan's Island, oh, Flintstones. What a lineup. They had the best afternoon. And then you. This is why I never did any homework when I was a kid. It was fantastic. And then, you know, like during the summer, the TV was always on Channel 11, WPIX, the home of the New York Yankees. Phil Rizzuto, Phil Bill Rizzuto. White, Frank Messer. Oh my God. Those are the good old days when there was no democratization of media. But, but again, you heard, you, We've talked you about heard certain things that were delivered to you by journalists who were trained right. and trusted. Right. And, you know, what I think is, is interesting to think about when you think about the, the, the media in this, you know, a lot, a lot of people have talked about the ratings. Oh, you know, CNN was getting a lot of ratings from covering Trump wall to wall and stuff. But there's this bizarre thing that's crept into the broadcast media about, well, both sides of the story that somehow, somehow, you know, when you report on something that's like Pizzagate. Although I don't know how CNN and others are reporting on PTA, but that that there no, are always two CNN. sides and both sides are equally right. legitimate. No matter how fucking right. insane They're, one side is, they have to be valid. treated as equally right. valid and so on. And then they don't even investigate and, and then tell their viewers this is patently ridiculous right. and so on and so forth. I mean, you, it, it is... There was something in the New York Times the other day about uh, increased uh, rhetoric and hatred on both sides... Um, on college campuses, and it said something about Trump supporters were being called racists. 
on one side. On the other side, you had a Muslim woman who was threatened to be set on fire. <laughs> and tore her hijab off her head. Right. And so these things are equal. Somebody calling a Trump supporter a racist is not the same thing as somebody saying to a Muslim woman, I'm going to set you on fire. And I have to say, likely objectively true. <laughs> When you call a Trump supporter a racist. <laughs> For fuck's sake, people. No, seriously. Like, those things are not equal. Those things are not equal. I mean, They're just look at the spike in crazy, insane hate crimes, anti-Semitism, homophobia, Islamophobia. It's going crazy. You know, although I will say one of the nice things has been parts of the American Jewish community and parts of the American Muslim community have really come together. To, to fight this in parts. Of course, you know you know the story with Dershowitz at the ZOA. It was in the Times. Dershowitz got up in yeah. front of the ZOA and said, don't be seduced by fascism. And they booed him. They freaking booed the guy when he said, Jews were seduced by communism in the 20s. Don't be seduced by fascism now. And the freaking people at the Zionist Organization of America well, booed him. Of course they booed him. They're fascists. Why wouldn't they boo him? <laughs> like, the ZOA is a fucking right-wing lunatic organization. Uh, like, and I'm not afraid to say it that. It was founded by Louis Brandeis. And look how far yeah, it's Yeah, it has gone far. But far. You, know, you know where they get a lot of their money from now. Sheldon Adelson. Uncle Shelley. Uncle Shelley. From all that money people are spending in his casinos in Vegas yeah. and Macau. Or as, or as they call him in Israel, Dud Shelley. <laughs> Uncle Shelley, so financing we're all the, the right-wing lunacy in the Jewish world. So we're fucked. Look right. at this Trump cabinet. It's, it's the media. We're fucked. We are fucked. Completely. So what else is going on? I mean, other than the fact that, like, I was on the ledge, like, 10 minutes ago, and I'm going to be back. On. Somebody posted something about Trump today on Facebook, and I wrote... Thank you for posting this. I'm I'll, I'm going to put my head in the oven now. <laughs> it's so soul like, Thank you. Going to kill myself. I think soul crushing is the best yeah. way to describe it. But I'm telling you, you got to do what I just did this afternoon. We took Justin, my 13-year-old nephew, to uh, behind-the-scenes look at Madison Square Garden. And, you know, for like an hour and a half, all this nonsense went away. Yeah. And I had to focus on, on the garden. And then I stepped out to news that Rex Tillerson, the... Chairman or CEO of ExxonMobil is likely to be our next secretary. Which is good, I guess, if you think about it. It could have been Rudy Giuliani. What about or, Mittens? Or, 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 or John Bolton. What about um, Mittens? <laughs> Mitt Romney is such a schmuck. That's all I have to say. I hope that they use lube with him. That's <laughs> oh, all I'm going to say. Jesus I hope he, I hope they use lube. This guy, they humiliated him. And he couldn't see that coming? He couldn't see what they were doing to him? I hope they used lube. Oh, God, he's a moron. I don't know how he made $100 million if he couldn't have seen that coming. Uh, so here's something that I've been doing. Actually, the last... It's been on, I'm, a little, I'm a little concerned. You've, you've mentioned lube a couple of times, and you're like, here's something I've been doing. Yeah. Oh, lube? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Jordan's Vaseline? Oh, he's going to be angry at me for saying that. So I don't know if you... If you know this, but Fast Times at Ridgemont High has been on TV a lot. You mentioned that you'd seen it, and we I've had been, talked about this. We movie did talk before. about it in, in one of the early episodes, if not the first episode. But I've been watching along with Jordan, and it's a fantastic movie on every level. Okay, it's I, I, so I, I love that movie. I just felt really uncomfortable okay. the last time I saw. It. I hear you, but I, there's an observation that I would like to share with you. Okay, lay it on me. 
One of the most iconic scenes from that movie okay. is when Phoebe Cates walks in on Judge, Judge Reinhold as he is pleasuring himself uh-huh. in the bathroom. Right. She, of course, is mortified right. and totally grossed out. out and runs away screaming. Uh, that movie is from 1982. Right. Okay. Another movie that I've been watching lately is American Pie. Love that movie. Everybody does. So fast forward like 17 years right. to American Pie. And one of the pivotal scenes <laughs> in this movie <laughs> is when Nadia, the foreign exchange student, uh, finds some of Jim's nudie <laughs> magazines and starts pleasuring herself on his bed. I remember this scene. Of, of course you do. How good, it's seared into my brain. Of course it is, because it's seared into everyone's brain. So, Jim walks in on her, yet he is not grossed <laughs> He is turned on. Wow. So I'm That's think, deep, dude. I mean, think about this. When a woman pleasures herself, right. men find that right. to be extremely right. appealing. Right. It's not the case when a man is pleasuring himself. Yeah, that's right. Why do you think that is? I have no idea. Why? Uh, I, I don't know. Is this something I should ponder? I mean, I, this is something I'm asking. I think we need to. I think we should ask some women this. Because there's nothing good about a guy pulling it. I just there's like nothing. you know, like I gotta be like, hey, honey, you know, like what's the deal with that? <laughs> can you imagine that conversation? I mean, yes, I can imagine that conversation. No, 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 but it's like, not probably you know, like the kids asleep in the back seat. They're like, hey, honey, you know. Let me ask you a let question. Let me question you. Yeah, right, exactly. If I was, uh, you know, is that like a good thing or a bad thing? Does that turn you on? Like, <laughs> so that's no, the I question. think the answer is like, like no. That's no. Gross. 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 Get that out of your head. That's disgusting. I'm glad you've been surveying. I mean, you know, I think of these things. I'm watching the movie and, you know, thoughts come into my head and I'm just curious, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. And then just to paraphrase your mother, like, Phoebe Cates has some bosom. <laughs> An ample bosom. An ample bosom on Phoebe Cates. Very nice. But that movie is so good and the music is great and... The characters are very funny. Well, it certainly captured the moment. Yeah. Uh, extremely well. And um, what's amazing is that it was actually quite a great cast. But oh my only, God. only Sean Penn. Well, Judge Reinhold did some stuff. Phoebe Cates, Phoebe Cates dropped out of dropped Hollywood. Jennifer, Jennifer Jason, Jason Lee, Lee, right. Jennifer Jason Lee, you're right. Uh, the actor who played Rat. Yeah. Nothing. 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 The guy who played Damone. Nothing. Nothing. Um, Although, some cameos in this movie that you might not know about. Uh, Judge Reinhold, his character is Brad Hamilton. All right, Hamilton. (laughs) He's got a couple of friends who he is hanging out with on the first day of school. And one of them is Nicolas Cage. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. I love when you pick up stuff like that. Now, also early in the movie, and you see them a couple of times, Spicoli. Right. Mr. Dick. <laughs> Spicoli has two buddies. Yeah. Eric Stoltz is one of them. Uh-huh. Anthony Edwards is the other one. Oh, shit. Really? <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. What has he done since ER? He was on Broadway for a while. I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, ER yeah. carried him for a long time. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was Goose in Top Gun. Oh, I know. I know. 
but then he was in ER. And then actually, I remember when I was when I was here in, in New York, we were living here, and he was on Broadway, and I actually saw him walking down the street one day. I was like, oh, check it out. It's Anthony Edwards. Nice. When um, I was a kid, no, I wasn't. I mean, when I was in high school, so Top Gun came out in like 1986. My youngest right sister into the day. My youngest sister was watching this movie, and she's like five, four and a half years younger than I am. Right. And she had never seen it before, and of course I hadn't seen it. And she's watching it, and she's into it. And I walk into the den, and I look at the TV, and I look at her. And I'm like, I can't believe Goose dies. <laughs> Oh, dear. Which explains a lot. A lot about your relationship with her. Why, oh, you know. Oh, my God. Why my siblings think I'm an asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because I was an asshole. Oh. I mean, that's a dick move. That's a total dick move, dude. But at the time, I'm like, I'm the it. fucking coolest guy ever. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. I'm such an asshole. Uh, well. Yeah, anyway. so, so Jordan and I have been enjoying Fast Times at Ridgemont High this week. Uh, almost as much as we enjoy watching Borat, but um, <laughs> you see, I think a lot of these movies actually built on each other. Yeah, they're all they all started with the Godfather of all of these films, which is Animal House. Oh God, I caught some of that actually recently. Really fantastic! Just the end, Senator Blutarski. Yeah, and now would be a great moment actually for Senator Blutarski. Blutarski would probably be a moderate in today's uh, <laughs> U.S. Senate. He'd be an elder statesman. Oh, he would be the voice of reason. Yeah, he would be an elder statesman in today's cabinet. Did we give up when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, All right, bro. We bringing this to an end? Well, you, you think this is it? You're done? Yeah. You're done. I, no. think, I think so. I think so. I just want to give a, I just want to give a shout out. Um, you know, we've talked about stuff before about being an adult and uh, how the fuck did we get here moments and, and I had one of those recently but it wasn't a good one you know that phone call you fear the phone call mm-hmm. and um, a little more than a week ago right after episode 8 yeah. dropped my sister and I had been kidding around all day um, on text and, and, and that night she, she called and I was at a work dinner and I texted her back. I was like, hey, what's going on? I'm going to work dinner. I'll call you when I'm, when I'm out. And then she texts back. She's like, no, I need you to call me now. And I called her. And you know how my sister always says when you sit in the back of a car with someone for 18 years, you get to know them pretty well. From the second I heard her voice, I knew something really bad had yeah. happened. And I just want to give a shout out to uh, to my brother-in-law, Glenn Schuster, who is dealing with um, very, very serious illness right now and that how the fuck did I get here moment it's just rocked our world and just tells you how fragile life is from one moment to the next you you know you get up you go to work everything seems fine and then your world is completely topsy-turvy and I, you know that better than than I do actually but um yeah no this is not this is this is a how the fuck did we get here moment, moment that nobody wants and you know you and I have been through loss of our fathers and uh, you know I've been through an illness and everybody goes through stuff and you're never ready for being blindsided no because that's and, what it is and you're, you're blindsided and we've been blindsided in that that quiver in my sister's voice from the first sound I just knew something terrible had happened and just, you know, all our listeners send out 
good thoughts for, for my brother-in-law and my sister and their family and the boys and stuff. And we love them. And we know that Julie is a big listener of, uh, of the Amen Corner, and, and Seth, her, her older nephew, is as well. I, I can't her say. Her older son. Her older son, my older nephew. Yeah. Anyway, who we love very much, and um, we're hoping for the best. And Stephen has Hagba responsibilities coming up, so... I am on it. It's got to happen. I'm on it. Hagba responsibilities. I do want to share... I mean, I know that we're serious right now, but I want to share a Hagba moment with you. Do it. That Give I it had last weekend. I went to a bar mitzvah, and... Um, a woman did Hagba. Really? Really. I've never seen it before. Uh, nah, wow. Did she, she, didn't, she didn't almost drop the toe. She did, did she? not. She was a, she was a uh, full-figured gal. All right. She was strong. She was, she was strong. She was She'd strong. been working out. She'd been doing her Hagba training. I, it looked like she was doing a lot of Hagba training, um, but she just like... She nailed it. it up. She nailed it. She got like a 9-4. Damn. Yeah. The pressure is yeah. on. It was pretty good. The pressure is on. But anyway, so Glenn, uh, we're wishing we you love all you, the buddy. best. And uh, Julie and family, whatever you guys need, you got it. You got it. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. We'll be back soon. Bye.